listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. And welcome back to another episode of the Astros Future Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jimmy Price, also known as Astros Future. You can find my work at AstrosFuture.com and find me on Twitter at Astros Future. I'm your other co-host, Kenny Van Doren. You can also find my work on AstrosFuture.com and find me on Twitter at The Vandalorian. Today, we're sitting down with a, a draft pick from the Astros 2022 class and a uh, a prospect who just made his uh, spring training debut today, Ryan Clifford. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. For sure. So you've been at spring training for about a month now. Uh, when did you first arrive, and how would you say the uh, the overall experience has been so far? Uh, I reported on March 9th, um, kind of eased into it the first couple of days, and then we've been going full force ever since. Um, you know, it, it's been really good so far, and excited to keep going. And as Jimmy brought up a few seconds ago, you made your uh, spring training debut today, played first base in the ninth inning. What was that kind of experience like, knowing that you were going to get to travel with some of those major leaguers, some of those um, experienced minor leaguers, and get that opportunity to play against the Mets? Yeah, it was really sweet. Um, You know, kind of unexpected for me a little bit. uh, But just to get an opportunity to go out there and watch some baseball and, and be able to be a part of that team as well. Um, was great. I got to see some familiar faces and, and meet some new guys. So um, an opportunity I'm, I'm certainly grateful for and, and hope to be able to do again in the future. Following your first action last year in the FCL and then uh, up in Fayetteville, what was this offseason like since it was your first offseason as a, a professional baseball player? Um, and what challenges and kind of unknowns did you did you face as you were getting ready for this spring? Yeah, I think uh, being able to go down to Fayetteville last year was really helpful for me to be able to kind of get my feet wet in a sense. Um, and that helped me understand what I was training for um, going into the off season. So for me, just kind of, you know, continuing to put on strength and, um, you know, I knew I wanted to just be as consistent as possible. So um, got a lot of reps in, got to work out with my old high school as well. So that was nice. Um, and yeah, glad, glad we're at spring training now. So I noticed you grew up in uh, Cary, if I'm saying it right, Cary, North Carolina. It's where you went to high school, which was about an hour away from Fayetteville. Yeah, so I grew up in Raleigh, but the high school I went to was in the okay. Holly Spring, Cary area, right? So, so pretty close to Fayetteville. So, did you have a lot of family and friends come out when you when you went from the FCL up to to Fayetteville, since it was so close to your hometown? Yeah, I had my parents came out to a decent amount of the games. Um, you know, a lot of friends and family are, are in school and whatnot, so. Uh, but my my mom and dad were able to make out to a decent amount of them. Going back, you know, a couple of months now, kind of looking back on that draft weekend, um, you you know there was you know teams were talking to you, teams were interested, but were you kind of surprised to just hear your name called on day three after you know going unselected in those first two days, even though you had like this recognition as a top guy going in? Yeah, I mean, I you know I didn't have too high of expectations. I didn't know exactly what to think. Um, you know, I was just kind of. If it happened, great. If not, you know, I would have gone to Vanderbilt and, and been fine there. So, um, you know, after the end of day two is when I uh, talked to Houston and we were able to come to an agreement. 
Um, so then once day three came around and you know, you know, your name's getting called, it's, it certainly takes off a little bit of pressure. Um, but overall it was just, it was all excitement and, um, you know, I'm glad things worked out the way they did. Did you have any conversations with, with the, uh, the Astros prior to, uh, the end of that day two, like anything on, on day one or early in day two? Uh, not personally. Uh, I'm not entirely sure with my agent and, and their, those conversations as well. Right. Um, but, you know, personally, I didn't I did not have any. OK, um, going into the draft, you know, I, there's some teams that like will reach out here and there. Was there any other teams that you felt like were interested in you based on the conversations for, with your agent and yourself? Uh, there was a few. I mean, at the combine down in San Diego, I had some meetings with some other teams. Um, you know, I'd say there was decent interest with all of them. I'm not really sure. Most of that was handled through my agent. Um, but I knew Houston had some interest and I'm glad, uh, I ended up here as well. So what went into your decision to, to take the the professional route versus, uh, you know, your commitment to Vanderbilt, obviously one of the, the better baseball programs in the, in the uh, United States right now, what went into that decision? Um, you know, it's just always been a lifelong dream of mine to play professional baseball. Um, and I got that opportunity to do it, uh, as well. I mean, obviously the, the money is a factor in that. Um, it's something that is going to be a really good start to my life, you know, after baseball, um, you know, I think as well, it helps that it's with Houston, you know, they've got such a great track record of developing the prospects that they draft and then making it to the big leagues and reaching free agency. So, you know, I think Houston's a great spot. Um, and you know, once again, I'm, I'm just glad things worked out that they, the, the way they did. So without um, without d- divulging the number, you don't have to give the number. Was was there like a number you had in mind though? Like you know, hey, this is this is what my minimum is going to be. You know, like I mean, because a team could draft you in the twentieth and be like, hey, we're going to offer you fifteen thousand. But did you have like a, a number in mind with your agent? I did have a number in mind, um, but you know, things always change and go back sure. and forth. So um, I wouldn't say I was like dead set on one thing or the other. So, um, but yeah, you know, I did have a number going into it. Looking back on that same summer before you were drafted for the draft process, um, you played a little bit of the summer baseball with the Holly Springs uh, Salamanders. Um, doing that, were you kind of just thinking maybe I'm going to go to college this next year? I'm going to do my next three years at Vanderbilt, and that's why you spent some time in, uh, in the college league? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, um, I'm trying to think of when my last high school game was. It was we had an all-star game in May, I think, roughly, like early May. Um, so then I had that, I kind of shut down. I went to the combine, came back. I still had whatever, a month or two before the draft. And then, um, following that up, if I wasn't drafted, I knew I'd be going to Vanderbilt. So for me, I just, regardless of where I was going, I wanted to be playing baseball going into it. I didn't want to show up to Vanderbilt without having played a game in two months, as well as showing up to, um, you know, West Palm without playing a game. So just wanted to keep my feet moving and, and keep my routine going. So on, on top of playing the corner outfield positions that you played uh, in Fayetteville, you started playing some first base as well. What, what was that transition like uh, at the professional level for you? And is that a, was that a position you played prior? Yeah, so I, I've always played both. Um, for me, you know, I want to try and stay in the outfield as long as possible, just be versatile. Um, but at the end of the day, if a team calls and they want me to play first base, if Houston wants me to go play first base, I'm going to do it. Um but yeah, just just be versatile. The game speeds up, you know, as you go up in higher levels. So um, doing your best to slow it down and, and 
being able to kind of control the game um, at every position. And obviously, you know, as a left-handed player, your versatility can't really stretch to you know so many positions. You can really only play like three outfield positions, first base. Um, did you pitch at all in high school? You know, I know that you had a pretty good arm. It's what scouts said, but did you see any time on the mound? No, not in high school. My days ended as soon as we moved back to sixty feet on the mound. I was, <laughs> I was not very good after that. It just kind of pushing more into the offensive side. Uh, you know, your line was above the average. And you walked at a pretty impressive clip against you know the guys that are two or three years older than you at the prof- professional level. What played into that? You know, like a smooth transition at the plate, and what adjustments did you make with your swing and approach over the last eight months? Yeah, just kind of understanding that you're going to have to shorten up your swing. It's something that I've been trying to do for a long time now, and I'm going to continue to try and do. I want to be able to see the ball as long as I can to where I can make a decision just a little bit later. Um, that way that, you know, pitches as they continue to get later movement, um, hopefully be able to take balls and, and continue to swing at strikes. Um, you know, I thought I, I was seeing it pretty well in Fayetteville um, early on and, um you know, just do my best to, to hit the balls hard and play, and um, and I kind of get myself out in a sense, and and try not to, you know, swing at balls and just take my walks. Has your approach like that always been kind of uh, kind of one of your calling cards? I mean, you know, ten walks and I think uh, thirteen games in Fayetteville or twelve games in Fayetteville is pretty impressive, especially for a teenager. Has that kind of been your approach? Is you know uh, willing to take those walks and willing to work pitchers? Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, I've I've always kind of been bigger and stronger than a lot of kids, so I would get pitched around a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of understanding what the approach is for a pitcher and, and a team and know that <clears throat> if they're just going to try and put me on first base, then I'm, I'm just going to take it and, and let the guy up behind me try and uh, make him pay for it. I know so, that the Astros, there's a, there's like a certain thing that kind of went around the Astros system. I don't know if they still do it, but it's like it's okay to go down. It's okay to strike out looking in a sense. Uh, is that something that they still kind of push or like, you know, trying to hone in your zone and, you know, trying to learn the zone as well as you can? Um, You know, I'd say there's a maybe a tad bit of it. Um, You know, they're really big on swing decision. So in a sense of, you know, you want to swing at strikes and take balls. Um, I think now with the way that baseball is going, guys are just, they're throwing a lot more balls, trying to get you to chase. And typically that's balls down in the zone. Um, so I guess, you know, they, they could be okay with you taking a ball down in the zone for a strike, you know, but, um, I think no matter what, they've always pushed, you know, two strikes, do what you can to not strike out. I wouldn't say that they're necessarily okay with it, you know, striking out looking, but I think, um, you know, early earlier in the at bat, you know, taking a fastball right at the knees is better than um, potentially swinging at it, and then oh crap, it's a changeup in the dirt. Um, you wish you could have that one back. So, um, but you know, at the end of the day, they don't strike out a lot, especially at the big league level. And two strikes, I think, you know, that two strike approach is really important. Um, sure. You know, throughout the entire organization. Mm-hmm. So overall, you know, looking back at the time you spent in uh, in um, in the FCL in Fayetteville and now in spring training, what has been the biggest transition from you from high school to uh, pr- uh, professional baseball? And taking away the fact that obviously there's just a, a higher level of competition, but taking that out, what's kind of been the biggest transition for you? Um, I would just say just kind of the everyday aspect um, and understanding how to take care of your body. You know, that's a big thing <clears throat> for everyone. You know. Um, as long as you, you can recover well, you're going to be okay the next day versus, 
you know, if you aren't too smart about your recovery or you stay up late and don't get your sleep, you're not going to feel as good the next day. And chances are you're not going to perform as, as good either. So um, just being smart, you know, outside of the field um, and how that can lead to success on the field as well. Um, you answered all of our, our first questions, Ryan, but we kind of segue into some of these fun questions. Um, just kind of take the, I just kind of ease you into some of these other ones, but uh, coming off of, you know, that moving to the professional scene, um, you're 19 years old. Uh, you're one or two months, you know, out of high school. Um, how long did it tell, uh, take you to learn to do your laundry? <laughs> um, you know, I, I wasn't too bad. I think, you know, giving mom a couple of FaceTime calls here and there. Um, uh, but I also, I packed heavy, you know, the first time. So I, I wasn't like I was doing too many loads, you know, down in, in Fayetteville. So you, you've seen some pretty talented pitchers, uh, just either in Fayetteville or even in spring training this year. But if you had to name one in the Astro system that, um, has been the toughest for you that you faced, uh, maybe this spring, uh, who comes to mind? Um, you know, I haven't had too many at bats, you know, inner, inner squad wise. Um, but, uh, Plumley, I faced him a couple of times. He's got me a couple of times. I think he's got a, he's got a good fastball and can really command his curveball well. So gave me a little bit of trouble. Um, you know, but a guy that you know, I think is, is just going to help make me better and hopefully I can make sure. him better as well. Uh, I know that the Fayetteville Woodpeckers kind of did some play-ons with your name with, you know, Clifford and the Clifford the Big Red Dog. Um, growing up, what was your go-to nickname? Uh, I mean, for the longest time now, it's just been Cliff. That's kind of what um, I go by. I almost just – it feels awkward to have someone <laughs> call me Brian in the dugout now. So I was looking at uh, looking at some numbers here, and, and uh, you probably probably know him, but you're the second player drafted out of, of Crossroads High School that's played professional baseball. The other is uh, Tyler Driver. I think he's a pitcher that was drafted in 2019. Did y'all's times uh, come together at, at in high school? Were you a freshman at the time? He was a senior. No, so we both went to Pro Five Academy. That was kind of like uh, that was our school. We we did our schooling through Crossroads Flex. Gotcha. Um, so he was gone before I got there. Uh, but he came back in the offseason. I, I faced him, I think, once or twice. But, you know, we work out together a little bit in the offseason. Um, but I think he's got a place in Arizona now or, or something like that. Um, you know, as one of the younger guys in the system, um, I just I'm interested to know what your walk up song is, what you had going on in Fayetteville this year. <laughs> um, in Fayetteville, it was uh, Little Baby's Verse and Sleazy Flow. Uh, but I think I'm going to change it up this year. I just got to figure out what I'm going to do. All right. What do you, what do you have? What do you, what are you thinking? You got like a top I'm, three that you're kind of like, this is where I'm, I'm leaning. I'm thinking Travis Scott, one of the Travis Scott songs. I'm not mm -hmm. quite sure which one yet. Houston. But... Yeah. Good, <laughs> yeah. good nod to H-Town. Yeah. Shout out Houston, right. Yeah. So without, I don't know if you're able to tell this, but do you have, do you have an idea where you're going to start the season at? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent certain. I'm, uh, I would think Fayetteville. Um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up high for anything else. I think, you know, I, I need to work my way up just like everyone else does. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm excited to get started for sure. All right. Well, um, one, call you Ryan. Oh, go ahead, Kenny. Yeah. One last question. Just, you know, I, I know we, we talked about your parents coming to see you in Fayetteville, but when you were growing up in North Carolina, did you ever go watch any, did you watch any Woodpeckers games? No, I didn't. Um, it's a relatively new stadium. So, uh, you know, during the summer, always busy with baseball. I didn't have much time to get out there and watch a game. Um, 
but I also I watch the Durables a lot. Those are right down the road from me, mm-hmm. so got to see some some AAA bit action going on. Yeah, I didn't realize how much how much minor league baseball was in North Carolina until I actually took a trip out there and I drove from Asheville to to Fayetteville last year. And on that drive, I think I went through like six or seven cities that had minor league teams. It was crazy. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize you know there was this many teams in the Carolina League itself. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, for sure. All right, so I won't call you Ron. I'll say Cliff. So Cliff, appreciate you coming on here and joining <laughs> with us, talking a little bit. Uh, best of luck this season, and uh, we're excited to see what you do out there on the field. Awesome. Thank you guys for the time. Appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. If you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe on the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back for our next episode of the Astros Future Podcast, covering your Astros in a minor league system.